0: Well, good morning, church. Amen. Are you in a good place? Did you sense this morning that there's a faith and expectancy in the room? Yes. Which is good. I hope you're wearing your spiritual armbands because the water's getting deeper. We're moving beyond the paddling stage to the knees, to the waist, to the chest, to the place where we're swimming. Amen. We give him the glory. We give him all the honor for what God's doing in this house, in this season and at this time. And the people said, amen. Amen. I don't often say this, but I'll say it this morning. I'm feeling quite dangerous today. Is that okay? So what I'm going to do. I'm going to be reading quite a few scriptures to you this morning and I make no apology for how much scripture we use. Is that okay? Is it okay to use scripture in the house of God? Okay. And we'll allow scripture to unfold scripture and to explain scripture and I'll do bits in between. Is that okay? So I will be using different translations this morning. So if you think it doesn't say that in mine, if you want a reference, I'll give you the reference later but I'll be using the NIV, I'll be using the New American Standard, I'll be using the New King James, and I'll be using the King James. And I was also going to use the New Living Translation, but I've moved on from there, so we're okay. So I'm just going to use one of those, choose anyone from above, okay? So let me start by reading you this scripture from, we all know it, John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made. There has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the life of mankind. The most powerful force in all of creation is not the atom bomb. It's the spoken living Word of God. The word of God, that thing that we so often push to the back, we don't give its preeminence that it should have, is the most powerful word in all of creation. Nothing exists without God's spoken word. So when God starts to declare this morning his promises about healing being pushed out to hell with the devil, let hell burn and let death die we're coming to the place where our God is a ruling God is a reigning God and will have his place in this nation and in this world of ours Amen. amen the Holy Spirit was hovering over the surface of the deep the father does not speak where the Holy Ghost doesn't move and the Holy Ghost doesn't move unless the father speaks the entire trinity is coming together to see the fulfillment of his proclaimed word yes. Yes. oh we go quiet on that one. Oh, but isn't that just a story for kids church isn't that a fairy tale isn't that just something that we myths and fables we build around the Word of God is infallible the Word of God is living and active, it's sharper than a double edged sword, able to split between soul and and spirit, bone and marrow our God is an awesome God when God speaks, life is created even the centurion knew that when he wasn't even following Christ Just say the word and my servant will be healed. And it tells us in Scripture how Christ was amazed at the faith of the centurion. You're not even a son of the covenant, he wasn't a Jew, but yet he knew the power of God speaking his word. As a man under authority, I say come and they come, I say go and they go. Just say the word. This morning we had two aspects, rabbit trail. This morning we had two aspects. If you're sick this morning, lift your holy hands and let's press into God. That was when I came to Jesus and presented myself. Then there is the centurion faith. If there are those you're you're connected to, those in your family, those you love, those you, you know, you stand in their position and say, my God, just say the word. And in faith, we know that you're powerful, you're awesome. You can touch, you can deliver, you can make whole, you can break through, you can change. Lord God, nothing is impossible for you. The psalmist turned around and says, and he spoke the word and healed their diseases. Yes. Just say the word. Yes. Not your philosophy, not your wishful thinking, not your hopes and your dreams. Just say the word. Because the most powerful thing in creation is the... Word. So we're getting somewhere. Amen. But yet our God desires. And chose that you and I become custodians of this word revealed from heaven. Not just the written word, but the now word that God is still speaking. There is no more revelation being added to this book. But God is bringing fresh light through old windows that we see things in a new way. Amos 3, 7, surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may follow the words of the Lord. God is looking to reveal this treasure trove of his word to you and me. That we hold this treasure chest that when men come to us, Christ is revealed. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We have the written word and we have the living word. Yes. 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 Oh, oh, yes, maybe the first two rows are getting, yes. That word is living in us. It's breathing and it's moving and it's changing. So let's make that declaration and that prophetic declaration that the word of the Lord came again. We thank him that he overlooks our inability to get it first time, that sometimes as his church we find ourselves in the special needs class that we need a bit of one-to-one help to get us through some stuff but God is helping us and there is a word that is being brought to the Dream Center and this house there is a fresh recommissioning get ready to consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord is going to do amazing things amongst us can I personalise it? God's looking to do amazing things in you and through you Because when we say amongst us, it's always talking about somebody else. But this morning, his word is coming to you and me. And that word which it takes our highlighter pen out and we draw around it this morning, is the term wholeheartedly. Whatever we do, we do it wholeheartedly. We do it with full strength. We press in with everything we've got. We take serious that word that God is revealing to us. And the challenges it brings. Oh, because it's good to receive the word of the Lord, isn't it? But you know that that double-edged sword still says, and it comes with a challenge. So let me tell you the story of the lobster. Are you ready for the story of the lobster? Let's put in context what we're going to say as Pastor Tony's been leading us. There is a change of culture, nature, and environment coming to the Dream Center. And the people of God said, Okay, because I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. The lobster is a very soft and delicate creature, but it lives inside a hard shell. Yeah. We know what a lobster is, do we not? Yes. It's just been Christmas, go to Lidl, you can have one for a fiver, right? So it's not just the out for the realms of the rich and famous. Lobsters available to all mankind now, courtesy of Lidl. So it's this soft creature that lives inside a hard shell. But you see, this protective environment that this soft creature lives in does not grow. The lobster grows inside of its shell, and it begins to press against the very walls that contain it. Until it comes to a situation where it says, These walls and this environment can no longer hold me. So it has a season of hiding away where it sheds its walls and a fresh environment grows. That is how the lobster gets bigger. The very, very stimulus needing to shed its environment is to be made to feel uncomfortable. as it starts to grow the walls of containment start to make it feel so uncomfortable so let's now get to the seeker friendly church how do we get to the seeker friendly church because in the seeker friendly church when you're made to feel uncomfortable or if we have doctors or if we have a counseling team that wants to stroke you every two minutes Chris says, I feel really uncomfortable in this environment. There, 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 Chris. It'll be all right in the morning. Stop growing. If this house stops growing, it will always be contained by the walls that are there now. But there is a season of shedding its walls so that it can take on a new culture and new environment and it can start to get bigger there is no place for staying as you are amen, amen. oh well, that's good so there's been some expectancy in the work room this morning we don't have to push it and work too hard the term uncomfortable was one of the terms that pastor tony used when he said that he fought with the word that God had brought to him about the strategy of moving forward and the obedience and the obedience was call the house to start to pray and start to prayer walk for the next 12 months as we water the land and we water the seed waiting for God to do something new but oh my God it sounds so easy now I am not Going to ask you this morning to put up your holy hands and say, Why don't you tell me how many people's been prayer walking so far in this last month since that charge came to us? Okay, well, something about the heavy lifting. There is a call to prayer for a reason. Do you realize that the reason that we are called to pray is that two thirds of the Godhead are intercessors? Have you ever given it any thought? Two-thirds of the Trinity are intercessors. The very Christ nature that we hold in the DNA is that it says that he lives to intercede for us. So Christ is interceding for us, and if we say, I am in Christ, Christ is in me, and his DNA is inside, then the desire to stand in the gap for others is what's birthed in you and me. okay we're a bit quieter now that is what should be birthed inside of us if we desire to walk in the spirit and be part of that nature being formed he intercedes for the saints according to the Word of God Romans tells us that so the Holy Ghost is interceding Christ is interceding prayer should be something which is second nature to us But for so many, including myself, it's not the first and natural thing that I'm drawn to. Well, I'm honest. If you're not, that's fine. It's amazing how many things become a distraction, become to take us away from doing what we're supposed to be doing. It's amazing when you just decide you're going to pray. How many priorities just drop into your head about why I should do this later. And we move things around, it's easy to be like men who beat the air and just babble. Just get up, say words God, I love you. Father, love you. Thank you for loving me. I love you back. You love me. Holy Trinity, let's have it. Wonderful. Thank you, Lord. I'm saved. Born again. Thank you, Lord. Love you. You love me. Hallelujah. You're a way maker. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Love you, Lord. You love me back. Um, Thanks for the kids. No, not necessarily thanks for the kids. I know they're a blessing of God, but we'll have a discussion of that when to get to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Lord, I love you, Lord. I love being in your presence, Lord. Just, just love being where you are, Lord. It's nearly dinner time, Lord. And if we're honest... So much of our babblings and ramblings end up like that, where you don't know where you're going. You don't know how you're supposed to get to an end destination. You just get on a journey and try and think, hopefully at the end of my X amount of time, I'm going to get somewhere. But Lord, I now feel guilty because I promised, I was in church and I promised that I'm going to be up five o'clock every morning, God. I'm going to be found in your presence... And then it was, well, I made it six, that I press a snooze button that became seven. I press a snooze button, now I'm late for work. There's all the things we desire to do, but it's actually getting arms and legs, as Pastor Tony said, truths back in their boots, that make something workable for us. The prayer of Samuel says this in 1 Samuel 12, 23. It said, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you and I will teach you the way that is good and right. Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. Question. How much of your prayer life involves somebody else and not your shopping list? It is so easy to be caught up in what I am doing, where we're going, what's important to us, how I think my journey needs to work out, all of these different aspects, that the standing in the gap for each other and having our lock shield starts to make a difference. Can we just play our video, please? just want to show you something. I'll keep talking while... Ralph, with his magic fingers, does what he needs to do. It's going to be slightly blurry. Can't believe this weather. No. Can't believe this weather. Thank you. Can't believe this weather. Sorry? I said, I can't. I can't believe this weather. Is everything alright? Now that is a video from the Samaritans talking about how many people will commit suicide or have suicidal thoughts where the railway's concerned. So it's just the message there that says, you know, small talk saves lives. You know, if you go back in the war it said small talk, you know, sink ships, wasn't it? Loose lips sink ships. But this, if you saw the end of that, it says you have all of the experience you need. So when we start to prayer walk and we're saying, God, show me your, do you remember, show me your eyes, show me your hands, show me your feet, all of that stuff. When you actually start to be in your community and lift your head above yourself, yeah. love your eyes above your own situation. There's a brilliant video, maybe you can find it on YouTube, called Raising Your Head. And it's about how many people you see every day on the bus, in town, whatever. You even bump into them. They're walking around on the phone. Sorry. You know, there's even cities now that have having phone zones on the pavement where you walk down a phone zone because people there will just be on their phones. And it says, how many things you miss in life when you're caught in this? If you raise your head, you see something. On that, that situation, as part of what we're doing, a part of our community of reaching out, is taking the time that starts with small talk, that, hey, the weather's rubbish. Are, are you okay? You know, just actually taking some time out to lift the conversation from you to them. And let me give you a little caveat. I'll be as politically correct as I can be. This is not a wheel-up-the-wall competition. How are you? I'm not too good. You know, I've been to the doctors today. And I was at the doctors last week flipping out. You want to know what they've been saying about me? I don't want to know about you. I'm asking. I'm not now comparing my issues with yours. The issue is when we start to reach out... And start to show compassion and a love and almost an interest in somebody else. Just watch what God can do. Ah, oh, but you see, Phil, you've, I've not got the Roman road for all of sin and falls short of the glory of God and all the call in the name of the Lord shall be. And I haven't got that. And I haven't got a full gospel. And what about? And we have the cross gap. You stick the cross in the middle and Christ. Just share life. And watch what God can do. Amen. Amen. As Pastor Tony's been saying with the ADT. Brave it out. (laughs) But I feel uncomfortable. Welcome to the world of the lobster. Things are changing. Amen. But as we said before. There are so many distractions. Alternatives. And priorities as to why we do what we do so then there was the prayer of David and David says this Lord one thing I ask one thing I desire not many things there's one thing in this season which we find ourselves as the dream center what is our one thing Mary and Martha, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and Martha started to complain about, why am I doing all the work? There's only me and Gwen in the kitchen. We're doing everything. We're sorting around and look at lazy Mary sat at your feet. And the response to Jesus said, said back to her was, there is only one thing that is needful and she has chosen well. The rich young ruler, when he came to Christ, I've done this, I've done that, I've done the other, I've done this. Jesus says, brilliant. But one thing. In the season in which we have, when God is releasing his word to the Dream Center, to us as a congregation and as us as individuals, he is bringing one thing. Well, why can't it be loads of things? Because we look an awful lot busier If we have loads of things, one thing. And when we're obedient and we're faithful and we're found working that, just watch what God will do. If you do not focus and work with the one thing God is saying and pursue the many things, you will achieve achieve nothing. Don't become dispersed. Don't become diluted and think, oh, we're going to now do this and let's start doing that. The word came to us for the next season go and water the ground. Get off your blessed and go and do something. Do it as you're going to shop. Do it as you're walking your dog. Do it as you're going to work. Find it as families. Raise, do something, but water the seed that has been sown into this land. Amen. purpose that God gives us, unless it is attached to priorities and to action, will only birth disappointment. So our purposes that we have, when not attached to action and not attached to priorities and we put things in our life, will only birth disappointment. And then we get to the end of it, and it's always somebody else's fault, normally God's. So we don't walk this year, we don't pray this year, we don't water the land, and we get to it January next year and go, God, what have you been up to for the last 12 months? Where's all these promises you said about removing the walls, widening your tent pegs, why haven't we seen anything? Because we never moved to priority and we never move to action. So when God reveals his purpose or he dreams of his heart to us, it's time to wake up and take responsibility. Thank you, Gwen. It's time to wake up and take responsibility for your life and your choices. It's time to set accurate patterns that are attainable and stick with it. Again, we just said we've just come through the season. I thought Pastor Tony was going to say to you this morning, "Welcome to February," because somebody—I don't know if you noticed—somebody stole January out of my calendar. I kind of went Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, Happy New Year, off went the poppers, February, and those New Year resolutions that you made that have already gone by the by. It said that the best people and the biggest ever expanding business in january is the diet shops so you've got your weight watchers and your slimming world and all the stuff and gym memberships for all those people who decide this is what i'm going to do they take your money up front and then rub their hands when you don't turn up for the next 12 months because you just paid them for nothing but when god is calling us to action it's continual we keep putting one foot in front of the other and moving forward so stop blaming God for your shortcomings. Yeah. So purpose, priority, and productivity. Proverbs says this, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. If you want, this is the Mank translation of this version. I I didn't say that one. I said I'd only lift out the Living Bible. But there's the Mank translation that says, you lazy rat, your pants are going to be pulled down. (laughs) Is the Mank translation of that scripture. How it starts so easily with just a little sleep, a little slumber. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll procrastinate. There's always lots of time. There isn't lots of time. I was talking with Pastor Tony this morning. We mentioned the time and he said the one thing about time, it just keeps on ticking and doesn't wait for your permission. Life is not waiting for your permission and my permission to do anything. It's time that as we draw in a discipline, self-management is one of the greatest attributes you can ever have including the management of your time, rich or poor, beggar, whatever position you find yourself in life, king or pauper, there's 24 hours in a day. I can't buy more time. You can't buy more time. There is only 24 hours. In fact, if you want to be even more pedantic about it, Jesus turned around and said, there are 12 hours in a day. Because the rest of the time, you're supposed to be sleeping. You ain't working while you're sleeping. Unless you have that kind of mad clock that we do, where you're still working at silly o'clock. But there is this whole thing of time that we have to make the most of. Start to push away this whole idea of, we'll get to it tomorrow and start to take action today. It's time for us to turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones. Well, I don't read very good and I find it hard to pray and I find it hard to do this and I don't make friends very well and you know I'm a little bit shy, it's time to have those stumbling blocks removed to become stepping stones for the word of God to be outworked in you and through you that you and I bear fruit bringing glory to the Father. So we get to that horrible thing, can we get to it now? It's that word that Pastor Tony used. It's called work. Shall I say it again? Work. Do you know what work is to many? A four letter word. Even me with my dislike. People counting there, for work. Is <laughs> a four letter word to so many people. It's something to be avoided at all, at all chances. It's what can I uh, deflect? It's where can I allow somebody else to carry my part of the weight? You go, that's not me. We've all done it, and we all do it from time to time. But there is an ethos that is again found in the Trinity that you and I, if we carry the same DNA, must move towards. Jesus turned around and said, my father is always at work. So, well, no, I like the bit in Genesis where it says seven days on the, six days he created, seventh days he rested. Let's just live in the rest. My father is always at work and I am too working. Christ is working. The father's working. The Holy Ghost is accomplishing that which the father is saying he's working. He doesn't expect you and I to be found sitting on our hands. Oh, do you know when we started half an hour ago, we were quite upbeat. Now as we're moving, we seem to be dropping down a little bit. The Father is working. The Holy Ghost is working. Jesus is working. There is an ethos. There is a very core nature in DNA in what the Father desires from his people. So now I get to be nasty for a moment. I don't mean to be nasty. But I'll bring you something that we don't like. But I'll bring it anyway. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10 says this. For even when we were with you, we commanded you that if a man will not work, he shall not eat. Shall I say it again? This we commanded you that if a man would not work, he shall not eat. Neither should he eat shall not eat, will not eat, cannot eat, whatever translation you have, is the same message being put. That we are a people to get off our blessings and start to do something. Now let me tell you something that I was sharing with Pastor Tony and we were shaping last night. The very core DNA of the Dream Center and its leadership and its core values is work. How many of you have walked past the stone on the front of church ever since you've come into this building? Since 1954, I think it was, was it 54? 1954 in there. And it says on the bottom of the stone, and they have a mind to work. And they have a mind to work. We live and we have grown in a kind of entitlement mentality in the nation that which we live in for so long that people think why should i work if i don't have to work i was watching a program the other day just flicking through and something was on was about uh, benefits britain and there was a guy there and he had three kids And he turned around, he'd been living on benefits for a number of years, and he was driving his nice car, and he had all of the stuff, his big TV and everything, probably all from Bright House, but that's not the point. He's got it all going on, and he said, I don't know why I should work, because I don't know actually any jobs in my area that will pay me more than £26,000 a year that I get on benefits. Now we all go, for those of us who work, we go, God! Shame, we're paying for that. But the point is not saying that somebody's on benefits. If you're on benefits, you're on benefits when it's legitimate. So I'll say it again, legitimate because I'm not giving you the easy out. If you are mentally and physical capable of working, work. But I get a sore toe on a Tuesday, which means I can't stand on a production line. Find a job that you don't stand up but find some work. The very ethos of this house is working. The whole thing that you don't see, the invisible work of all of those who make this place work for when you turn up on a Sunday or on a Saturday or on a Thursday or a Wednesday, whatever it is for mums and tots, all that makes it work The people, I won't name names, the people's been fixing the roof. The people climbing in the boiler to make sure we have heat. The times when you're up to here in chippings trying to make sure that you can get all of the flow so the heating comes on on Sunday. All of those things, there is a work to be carried out. But then let's get back to what Pastor Tony was saying. There is church work and the work of the church. There are jobs that need to be done. And as Pastor Tony would say on so many occasions, many of them are not spiritual. Can you hold that while I hit it? You don't need to be spiritual about. You might need some faith if you're the person holding it. But there are many things where we work. But the word that God has brought to us, it's time to start working in our field. we have something where we can take it okay let me just again I'll have a rabbit trail for a second I've got some time we read in Genesis and this is the word that the Lord came that these will remain seed time and harvest yes so we have seed time and harvest is that your portion is that your promise Chris Seed time and harvest that's everybody's promise not yours Because that's to unbelievers as well as to believers. So there has to be a blessing that God brings to us that allows us to be productive in our field. There is something over and above. And in the same year, he sowed in the land and received a hundredfold. The hundredfold was the maximum return that that field could ever give, he had. Seed time and harvest, great, go and sow it. Now, again, for those who have got allotments, so John, I know that for years you've took over our allotment. Andy, Gwen at the back, you've had your allotment just down the street. Am I right in saying, I seem to remember Peter telling us when we were down there, you can grow anything you want in this allotment, but don't try carrots. Because for some reason, there's some kind of mite in down at them allotments that anybody can grow anything, but it can't grow carrots. Now, how nuts is that? Now, you might be able to grow a carrot in a sack in your greenhouse that is not in that land. I don't know. But the guy who runs it said, you can grow anything, but you can't grow carrots. Part of our blessing is that when we walk into a field, it will produce what we say it will produce. So when God turns around and says, growth is coming to the dream center, quick growth is coming. It's coming. But we're not going to sow the seeds of growth because we don't think it grows very well in this place called Drolsdon, the place where nothing will grow. Oh. Just go to the library, pull out the books on the history of Drolsdon and it was said of this place, Little Drolsdon, nothing good will be produced there. But God begs to differ. God begs to differ. He has a habit of making a way where there was no way. He's a God who makes things happen where they shouldn't happen. He's a God of the abundantly more. And he's a God that turns around and says, and this house will break its boundaries. Oh, I sound like I'm just over this side now. And this house will break forth its boundaries. But it starts with you and I being found in the word and in the work. And as we're found in the work, we didn't turn around and say, Right, now here's the thing. I'm going to, Andy, you're in the wonderful place today with your wonderful, nice new glasses on. The word no longer comes to Andy like it came to Isaiah. Now, Andy, I'd love you to be a spokesman for me. So go and lie down in the precinct, strip yourself naked. (laughs) for the next three years and say, look what the Lord hath done. And Andy says, amen and amen. But the issue is, in everything that we're doing, God has even brought it to us and says, okay, what do I want? Why don't you just start with hello? Well, I don't know if I'm advanced enough. I don't know if I'm educated enough to actually say hello. If you're struggling, I can bring Caleb down from upstairs, who now doesn't stop saying hello. Hello? 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 Oh, then we have the second part of the conversation. Grandad, yes. Grandad, yes. Grandad, yes. Grandad, yes. Granddad. yes hello oh hello (laughs) even Caleb in this formative time has the words to start a conversation and I think you do too you have all of the experience you need unless you've become a social media somebody and you can no longer have a conversation with somebody unless I'm whatsapping Andy from four foot away (laughs) I'll message you and you message me. Do you realise there are the statistics when they ask of how many couples communicate together on the same sofa via text message? You making a brew? No. Go on, make a brew. No. Why do you make me a brew? I made it yesterday. You're laughing. Do you know why you're laughing? Because you're old. You're O-L-D, and because you're O-L-D, this is not your world, where you still have words in your vocabulary, well, I go, oh, I don't even, I can pull out my phone, and you've all got the tech, I pull out my phone, I'm going to message Tony now, I don't even say make a brew, emoji coffee cup. Emoji back, get lost. Communication and the ability to do what you do is being lost. And we're breaking in. We said right at the beginning about this word that brings life and nothing is created without the word. Do you realize that the power that when we stand in covenant, Tony's just apologizing for texting Carol. (laughs) The word that we bring is as powerful in your mouth As it is is his mouth when he speaks when we align in covenant. The word that you carry is life. But the word that you carry can be death. It's two-sided. Amen. Amen. So we're moving forward and we're breaking this mentality, aren't we? There is dignity in work let me tell you something please i just want to make a statement because i think before it was a bit of a blanket statement about benefits if you need to be on benefits and you're on benefits you're on benefit but don't milk it don't milk it and stay on it just because you can stay on it are you fighting against it that says the doctor says here's another sick note calf for another six months do you know what when can i get back the question should be, when can I go to work, not how long can I be off work? If you're retired, you're retired. I'm not talking to you. If you've got a long-term disability, then you need the prayer line to get you healed, to get you back. The kingdom of God and the church of God should not be full of people on benefits. Because when we are, we misrepresent Him and the kingdom. We take care of our own. We work together. But the whole thing is, teach the thief not to be a thief anymore. Why? So that he can then learn to be a contributor. There are three types of people in church. Three types, generally. And you will fall into one of these three. There are the bringers. There are the borrowers. And there are the carriers. The bringers are those who have the scripture that says, each one has a word, a song, a psalm. You bring something to the environment. The carriers, or let's set the borrowers first, the borrowers are those who come into the environment to turn around and say, what is God going to do for me today? I've had a rubbish week, I want cheering up. I hope they play that Waymaker song because it always... When I'm down, it makes me feel an awful lot better. We come in and we borrow and take from the environment and the atmosphere. And then there are the carriers, the carriers of the presence, the carriers of the word, those who set the environment for faith and expectation. Which one are you? Well, that went quiet. Are we saying that there are more borrowers than there are bringers? Oh No, no. Pastor Tony, did he not very eloquently last week start to teach us about Pareto, the 80-20 principle, changing a culture? We know that's an element of a marketing term, but these elements that we can draw from that. In this, the bringers, borrowers, and carriers, we want to draw from an environment and then complain that it's not giving me what I want. We turn around and go, I brought, it's like saying, we're going to have, right, bring a plate. Let's bring a plate next week. Everybody brings. You don't bring. And then complain. I'm straight over here. John, you're bang out of order. Where's them? Where's them chicken legs? Where's them spicy chicken legs, John? you will bang out of order, John. I don't bring anything, but then complain about what I'm trying to draw from. There is a work. The work is also to build the environment, to build lives, to build relationships, to build atmosphere of faith and expectancy. It's not just what we do outside, it's inside that draws us out. Amen. Amen. So let me read you these scriptures. This is where I really want to push from this morning. So you fastening your seatbelts? I love these two scriptures. Let me start with this. And this is from the New King James. James 1, 21 to 25. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, be doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his face in a mirror. For as he observes himself and goes away, he immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So let me start by saying this is divine self-preservation. Shall I say again? I'm doing this because I'm going to be selfish with me today. Because when I take the word... I draw it in and then I start to outwork that word I'm blessed it's great to turn and I say "And may the Lord bless you Chris may the Lord shine his face upon you may the Lord and we do it peace to you peace to your house peace to all that you own shut up Chris bless me I like my house in peace I'd like everything working all right for me and you can have a bit that's left over Chris is that all right There is an element that when I draw the word into me and I start to put it into action, things change. So I've listed a few things. Is it okay? Receive with meekness the implanted word. Pride will be your downfall and the downfall of the dream center in the days to come when we show no humility or meekness. Just went straight over your head that didn't it? Do you know when the children of Israel went, let's go round that mountain again, that journey that should have only taken a couple of weeks, takes 40 years where God goes, so Mel, you're not quite learning this lesson, are you? Let's go round again. There was a word that came to this house years ago, and it was a year word about being a tree that covers bushes, okay? And what was taken by that is, we're better than everybody else. So if we're better than everybody else, almost like Joseph dream, they're going to bow down to us. We're going to be there covering. We'll be our shade. Where do we get to speak into them? Where do we tell them how to change, how to do it like what we do? And God says, okay, Mel, let's go around again. Let's start again. And that season went on and on until something changed in us. You receive the word in meekness and humility. Everything in the kingdom comes to you in seed form. And that seed needs to be nurtured, watered, and brought to fruition. We're born again by the incorruptible seed of God. God's word is incorruptible. You're the problem. I'm the problem. The vessel is the issue. His word is incorruptible. But we try and malign it, twist it, bend it to do what we want it to do rather than it producing what God says it will produce. Be doers of the word and not just hearers. The great delusion in any church is that because I heard it, I think I understand it, and even worse, I'm doing it. Oh, well, well, I'll just let that tumbleweed pass, shall I? For a second, we have a tendency of thinking because I heard it, because I heard it, I understand it, and because I understand it, I must be doing it. It doesn't follow that way, does it? This is something that I read again. This is where when you're changing translations really helps. Looking at a man in the mirror who forgets what kind of man he was. It doesn't say, and he forgets what he looks like. He forgets what he's been saved from and the journey that the Holy Ghost has made him form in the Christ. He forgets where he came from. Now, I don't know about you. I believe probably it's going to be the same. But the day that you got saved, the day you gave your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you told everybody you could find. Well, three of us did. Did you, were you not passionate about what happened in you? Something changed on the inside. The old has gone, the new has come. Kath was, I'm I'm saying almost like Kath was a, a John the Baptist. I say that nicely. Please hear the context. She had this stuff of said, if you knew the life that I had, and it's not my job to tell you the life that Kath had, that's her story. She went into town and she found people had said, God can set you free. God can do this. God can change you. Let me help you. The word of life that has come to me, I need to share it with somebody else. Now, you might not have been in town, but did you think that you could tell somebody else that something changed in you? Right, seven of us. We'll all go in the same car. It's, Is there more than seven that felt something changed inside of you that was worth telling somebody else? Even though your gospel is, once I was blind, but now I can see. Come see a man. I don't know anything, but I know a fellow who told me. Was that your story? Would you say that was fair? Is it still your story? Oh, I'm gone. If you're listening to this tape and it's suddenly gone quiet, yeah, don't adjust your volume, it's because it went quiet. What stirred in you then that needs stirring again is like a man who forgot what kind of man he was. I've been forgiven much. You go, but I've always been in church and I wasn't forgiven much. You was. You don't know what you've been saved from. Thank God that you, well, my life is quite sheltered. And I'd actually quite like the opportunity to be the parable son uh, the, uh, who can get away for a minute. And I'll be the prodigal and I'll disappear. I'll have a season of doing what I want. I'm having strippers and I'm having whatever. I'm doing whatever. And then I'll come back and then I'll be able to appreciate God more. Shut up because I've heard that so many times in my life in church and shall I let you know into a little secret I'm still waiting for them people to come back through that door because again I'll let you into another secret there is pleasure in sin for a season but there are consequences thank you calf for the actions that you take but we forget when we don't draw the word and move to action he who looks at the perfect law of liberty and continues in it when pastor tony took ages to build it into our, into us what kind of christians are we you might need to pull the tape back out progressive progressive does not mean i am liberal progressive doesn't mean that oh we can get this throw it out because whatever's coming along today progressive means that as i grow in him and the christ is formed and i come to maturity i'm being changed from one degree of glory to the next when i say i'm pentecostal i'm evangelical i'm a baptist i'm a methodist is not a label of where you're going it's where you died it's where you stopped and you camped oh i'm pentecostal really We move from that place. Not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Shall I say it again? But a doer of the work. I'm, I'm talking to myself in this as well. This one will be blessed. Who is the this one? Whoever does the word and the work is this one. Did it say if you pray five times a day? Does it say if you bought Pastor Tony a gift at Christmas? (laughs) Did it say if you did something special, if you're holier than thou? Did it say if you helped two old ladies across the road this week? The doer of the word and the doer of the work, this one, the Lord will bless. So let me open up just very quickly. got five minutes. What this blessing will do for you. You want the blessing, or should we stick with where we are? Do you want to know what can be your portion? Because you know what? It delighted me. Hopefully a little bit more than it's going to delight you at this moment. <laughs> Isaiah 65, 21 to 24. New American Standard, but let me read it to you. So, pin back your ears. They will build houses and inhabit them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They will not build and another inhabit. They will not plant and another person eat. For as the lifetime is a tree, so will be the days of my people. And my chosen ones will wear out the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain or bear children of misfortune. For they are the offspring of those who are blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them and it will come to pass that they will call that before they call I will answer and while they are still speaking I will hear right you miserable bunch we will pull it down a second Jesus turns around and says father I know that you always hear me ask anything in my name and I will he will answer how about those who are blessed of the Lord before you speak I will answer while the words are even in your mouth I've already heard it I have heard it past tense so let's unfold you will plant vineyards and eat the fruit your fields will be fruitful in your day my field my field and my field ADT team the three aspects of field that you're finding yourself in, you will plan and be blessed. Okay, right, we'll carry on working. What you are building, no one else will take over. Okay, so we'll find something you like. As for your lifetime, it'll be like the lifetime of a tree. There is longevity of life with those who are blessed of the Lord some of you celebrated i'll say with us it's really with them but we celebrated with us when we stood because we're extended family with shirley who made her declaration in december i am the oldest living woman in my family because everybody's passed before me but no longer That when the enemy tries to take you out, when they say there's cancer, the road is down, God moves forward. He puts his hand and births a testimony. Those who've blessed of the Lord will have longevity. Oh, we're getting better now. I don't have a feel, Phil. I don't want to build anything, but I'll have longevity. What about this one? And you will wear out the work of your hands. Not your hands will wear out the work will end before you do oh the work will end before you do the blessed of the Lord that it's not just oh we're going again oh it's ground Dog day we're going again there comes a day when the work ceases and we celebrate the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living amen you will not labor in vain Oh, how much of that labouring in vain have you done? Have you tried to empty the bath with a sieve? You ever tried? You'll still be going in a month of Sundays, wouldn't you? You'd still be going, we will not labour in vain. Where we put our hands, it will produce. Amen? Amen. And we will not raise children of misfortune. Amen and amen. And thus ends the prayer of David. Amen and amen. We will not raise children of misfortune. Our children may choose ways of misfortune, but we don't raise children of misfortune. We start to draw them in. We start to call. It says that their offspring will be blessed because we're blessed. Because you're a blessed people, even your kids, when they're numpties, are still being touched by the hand of God. God has not given up on them. Shall I tell you again, when you look at the situations of your kids, of how far they may have fallen, what they've got themselves into, the habits, cultures and natures they align themselves to, and you say, My God, I know you can do all things, but (laughs) I just need to bring to you my kids because you have never, ever seen anything, Lord, in all of creation like my kids. (laughs) And how far, God, the shame that they bring that I feel I look at this and the lives they live and you go, my God, you will not raise children of misfortune because again we declare the prophetic word that pastor tony brought to us as a house that god will visit our kids again okay right this i'll sit here god is going to visit visit our kids again and you go that's all right phil let it pass because my kids are all right today What about when they have their season? We hope they don't. We pray they don't. But what is being built in them so that we do not raise children of misfortune? And their descendants with them. God has given a multi-generational promise to us that when I draw the word, I move towards the work, it opens a doorway of blessing, I move in the slipstream of God. My field is blessed. My family is blessed. It's multi-generational. I have longevity. I didn't say you don't have issues. I didn't turn around and say, I have those moments where I'm not having snot pouring down my face at three in the morning because we're facing issues. Can I let you know something? In the kingdom, you'll still have issues. And turmoil and trouble will be your portion. It's called life. It's just called life. Thank God for the mercy of God. When you go, don't be turning around and saying, my life's been great because I'm more righteous than you. Your life's been great and maybe you didn't go through some of the things I'm going through because your journey and my journey are two different things. And there are some things I need to face for the giant I'm going to kill coming ahead. But there are some things that you will face that I don't go through. But either way, we're aligned to the blessings of God. And it shall come to pass before you ask, I will answer. And while you're still speaking, I will hear this is the hallmark of those who are blessed of the lord be a doer of the word and a doer of the work and the blessings of god will chase you stop looking for the blessing of god it's looking for you but when you move your heart to his word and to his work god is looking for you amen the scripture says doesn't it the eyes of the lord Reign to and fro looking for those whose heart is towards him. When your heart is moved, you might not be the most educated. You might not be the best speaker. You might not look the best. You might not smell the best. You might not be the best in any environment. You might not be the first on everybody's party list. But God is looking for you. How blessed you will be. So take this word and I'll leave you with this comment. Maybe we'll build on it another time, but maybe we won't. When that word comes, we have, remember we said at the beginning about being custodians? Then we should pray the word. We should preach the word. We should prophesy the word. We should proclaim the word. We should pronounce the word. We should pledge our allegiance to the word. We should persuade people with the word. We should praise God with the word. And we should pattern and model the word. And we should publish the word. And when we make a platform for the word to be seen and heard, just watch how God will break out in your situation and in my situation. Oh, and when it breaks out, I think that percentage of bringers, borrowers, and carriers will change because there'll be a list and a line pushing through this door of, Pastor, I have something to say what God did this week. Pastor, I have something to say. And you're going, right, well, Paul, you raised three from the dead. Andy, only you raised two. So let's get the three, because the three trumps the two. And we saw this, and Eric led 14 people to the Lord. And then we had a Philip, and he broke out, and he went, I saw Auden school saved. Just wait and see what God can do. Spiritual armbands but leave you with this thought like the lobster, you are going to start to feel the pressure as you grow internally that you feel that you're being pressed by these walls. It's time to shed what we were to become what we will be. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Well, bless God. Let's just raise those holy hands just for a moment let's lift our hearts lift our hands to him and I just say father I thank you first of all Lord God for the for that atmosphere of expectancy and faith that he's found in the house this morning Lord God, I pray that you will take us deeper and deeper. That every week, Lord God, Father, is not just a declaration of who you are as we sit Christ in the midst. But Lord God, I pray that Father, as we worship, that Father, people will be healed where they are. I pray, Father, that as we draw on you, lives will be changed. Father, that prisoners and captives will be set free just as your presence starts to move amongst us. I thank you again, Lord God, that you've made us custodians of your word. I thank you, Lord, you're breaking out. I thank you, Lord, that situations are changing and that, Lord God, you deal with us wholeheartedly and our response wants to be wholeheartedly back with you. So, Lord, we again, we thank you for your word and we pray, my God, as you move us towards a work. Father, as simple as that seems, just starting to water the ground in our prayer, that, Lord God, I pray, cause our eyes to see Cause our eyes to see those who are in trouble, those who are needful. As we said, Lord, give us your eyes, give us your hands, give us your feet. Lord God, as we walk in, give us the opportunities, Lord God, where Jesus shall be seen and heard in our generation. And the people of God said, amen. 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 Lord, I pray a blessing. We pray a blessing on your people this morning. Lord God, Father, take them on, build the Christ, form the Christ. And Lord God, God forbid that it's said that this is a house of hearers only, but may we be hearers and doers, not forgetting the men we once was. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 Bless you.